Welcome to the Sawyer Highlands and Converge Community Church Sermon Podcast. Each week we will upload the sermon that was preached during the Sunday morning service at our New Buffalo campus in hopes that it will serve you well during the week. So sit back, relax, and may you be encouraged by the great hope you have in Jesus Christ as you listen to the preaching of God's Word. Again, this morning is a special morning. We're doing things a little bit different uh, because it is Baptism Sunday. And so we have a, a row of young students that um, are going to be baptized later this evening at 7 p.m. at the, at the Warren Dune State Park. And you're all invited. And uh, this is a significant moment. It's a significant time because of what they're about to do. And there's reasons why we do do it the way that we do it. And that's, number one, is that they come up and give a testimony. And by giving a testimony, they are proclaiming what God has done in their lives. And that's something that we just sung. And that's why we can celebrate. And that's why afterwards we can lift up our hands and say amen. Because of the great work that Jesus Christ has done in us. And so... Uh, these students are going to come up and they're going to share their testimony of what God has done in their life and how they have brought them to a saving knowledge of them. So they're going to speak that with voice. They're going to proclaim it. And then by action, by deed, they're going to express it later this evening. And so today we're going to hear, this morning we're going to hear with ears. We're going to be listening for God and how they have worked how he has worked in the hearts of these young people. And then tonight, we're going to give our amen as, as they do this, as they take this action of baptism. We're going to be there in support and, and confirm or affirming, affirming what the Lord has done in them. So that's, that's what this is all about. And so we're going to have them come up and share their testimonies. They know their order. I think it's from youngest to oldest. So Joe, Joe Nash is going to come up first. That's right, give it up for Joe. And Joe, this is Rob and Katie Nash's son. You may know Rob. Rob is one of the pastors, and he has preached here several times. So Joe, I'm just going to adjust this accordingly. And we're going to... Hopefully this will work out. Good. Good? All right. My name is Joe Nash, and I'm 11 years old. I've grown up in a Christian family. My dad is a pastor, and my mom is also like one to me. Both are great Christians, parents, and mentors. Since I was born, I've had the blessing of going to church almost every Sunday. I've also gone to Sunday school, jam, and Five Pines Bible Camp. I received a Christian education in my homeschool, my co-op, and Veritas Academy. And I've read all the missionary biographies in our awesome church library. I have been surrounded by people who love God and love to talk about him, receiving many tools to grow in godliness. But one night when I was eight years old, I was in my brother's room listening to Christian music. It was WOW 2018 Christian hit CD. I suddenly realized the intense beauty of what Jesus has done for me, and it touched my soul. I realized I was a sinner and broke down. I felt the need to be a Christian and receive Jesus' gift of salvation. I went to my mom and prayed to become a Christian. 
My mom helped me to acknowledge and confess my need for a Savior and the need to trust in what Jesus has done by dying on the cross. I felt my burden of sin lifted. It was awesome. And now I'm ready to take this next step in my faith. I'm ready to be baptized. Hi, my name is Olivia Wrights, and this is my testimony. For my whole life, I have attended church and knew who Christ was, but up until about a year ago, I didn't understand the importance of Christ in my life or what him dying for me truly meant. I've always asked my parents questions about who Jesus is, trying to understand him and who he is. It's a hard thing to follow something or someone you can't see. I came to a point in the last year where I realized I really enjoyed church and wanted to grow closer to God, and I spent more time with my devotional and Bible and began going to jam more. I remember a specific moment when I was in church and we were worshiping and I felt his presence in the Holy Spirit with me. I can see the good he does even when the world looks broken. When I do things, make decisions to respond to people, or I have feelings of irritation and frustration with the people around me, I pray for Jesus to help me through them. I am so thankful that Jesus died on the cross so that we can be forgiven and one day be with him in heaven. I would like to be baptized because my faith in the Lord is strong and this is a way to express it. Hi, my name is Evie Bedig. I'm 14 years old, and I'm here to tell you my story of coming to Christ. I'm a pastor's kid in a household of seven and grew up knowing God and what he did for us. Being raised in a Christian church community and co-op, I always thought God was just another idea in this world that everyone knew about. I never thought the relationship and knowledge I had as a kid was a blessing until I saw all the struggles in this world. God has shown me that just because I was born into a Christian home doesn't mean I don't struggle. But the difference between my struggles when I was younger and now is that through them, I choose to cling on to Christ. And I come out with a stronger relationship every time. This is not my own doing, but the works of the Holy Spirit. I went to Sunday school, sang in church, and went through devotions with the family. But it wasn't until youth group that I really started to understand the love God has for me. Youth group has definitely changed me as a person in my relationship with God. I have my parents and my youth leaders to thank for guiding me and planting a seed in me so that it may grow through God and plant more seeds around this world. There isn't a specific date that I can remember to be the day I became a Christian, but I do remember moments in my life where my relationship grew. Whenever I went to summer Bible camp or youth group trips, I felt so close to the Lord, but would always fall back into my God is in my pocket whenever I need him rhythm when I got back home. And because I was so busy, I never thought of trying to stop for a moment and spend my time with the Lord. There is a specific trip that really moved me, and it was this missions trip to Philadelphia last month. I really connected with the Lord. The trip changed my perspective of Christ and of this world. I realized there were a lot of kind people out there who were dead without God, and it encouraged me to share more about the divine knowledge the Lord has given me. That knowledge is the gospel that I was dead in my trespasses and sins, fully deserving of God's wrath. Then Christ, coming to die in my place on the cross, made me whole and forgave me of my sins, obtaining new life. Because of this great sacrifice, I can now know I am saved, and I am fully reassured that God has a great plan for me. And because I've been living my life with God, I am confident in who I am that God made me, confident in the things I do, and confident about his word. 
all because of my relationship with Christ. Through the years, I will be learning how to dedicate my life to the Lord, like praying in every situation and spending quality time with him. A question that has really changed me is, what are you really spending your time on? Watching television, playing sports, even school and education. All things I would busy myself with, not realizing that I was drifting away. Something I've learned to do is narrow these things down to the most important activities in my life as a servant of God, and also actively doing my things with God. I know I will live eternal life with the Lord, and tonight will be that reminder of Jesus making his sacrifice in place of my sins and rising from the dead. My name is Clark Smith, and like some of you here, I've grown up in the church since I was a baby. I went to church and Sunday school every Sunday and went to youth group when I was old enough. But I've always struggled with really believing that I'm saved through faith and not works. I've always tried to earn my way to obtain God's love. I was always really hard on myself and felt like I would never be good enough. Then this past year, I started to fall away from God little by little as the year went by. I stopped praying and I stopped caring about my sin. I kept telling myself, at least I'm not as bad as them, and continued to sin without realizing how wrong I was. I stopped coming to youth group for a while, and I didn't feel like I had a relationship with God anymore. Then this summer, I started to come to youth group more, but didn't feel like I belonged or should have been there because of the guilt that I still felt. When summer trip came around, I didn't even want to go at first. My mom told me I had to, so I did, and tried to be a good sport about it. But after the first couple of days, I felt myself changing. I could feel the Holy Spirit working in me like never before. I felt like our group could have done anything on that trip because God was with us. On that trip, God helped me realize that he'll always forgive me if I ask for forgiveness and that I'm never too far gone. I also grew a lot closer with the youth group and I enjoyed coming there to learn more about God. After coming back from the trip, I still felt God working in me and felt him calling me to get baptized. At first I thought that I would just wait another year, but I felt God telling me that I should stop putting it off and get baptized because I'm ready. God made me feel a part of the church again. God put this change in me. God saved me. God is turning my life around. Even though I still sin, I know that God is with me and will help me with my sin and help me continue to pray for his help. I feel so much more at ease about everything now because I know that God will take care of me and all I need is his love. I'm ready to be a light for God in this world. I'm ready to continue to be changed by God because I know that I am saved by him and will be with him in heaven. My name is Grace Bedig, and this is my testimony. All throughout my life, God has always been present, guiding me and teaching me in his ways, but I didn't always notice. When I was younger, I went to Sunday school, I prayed at the dinner table, and I sang at church. But it wasn't until youth group that I actually started to build a genuine relationship with God. There, I learned what it meant to really live for Christ. I learned that all people are sinners, that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, made us alive together with Christ. God sent his son to die for me. He showed me the immeasurable riches of his grace to me, and he gave me eternal life. Because of, because of God, sorry, because of Jesus, I am now alive in Christ. I also learned that growing up is not that easy, and there are a lot of trials in life. But God showed me that those trials bring us closer to him, and, our, and that's what our goal should be to draw near to him. Along with that, God has taught me a lot of other things in life. 
Something that I always remember is this, that he is my comfort. I've gone through hard times in my life where I felt lost and alone, and no matter what I tried, I could never get better. But God was always there. He was always my shepherd when I was a lost sheep. He loved me, listened to me, and called me his own. I'm forever thankful to him for all he has given me, and I love him so much. I'm thankful for my wonderful parents for bringing me up in a loving and God-fearing home and showing me what it meant to love the Lord. I'm thankful for my grandma, Bima, for loving me and sharing with me her God stories that would spark my curiosity for Jesus. I'm thankful for my siblings and for my friends for always being there for me and sharing the love of God with me whenever I needed it. I'm thankful for the wonderful church community God has blessed me with and the amazing brothers and sisters in Christ I get to grow up with. Most of all, I'm thankful for God creating me and sending his son to save me, for never abandoning me when I needed him most, for every blessing he has given me. I can now experience the amazing love God has for all of us and walk in his footsteps on the pathway to eternal life. I am very excited to get baptized so I can show that I am a child of God and that I love him with my whole heart, mind, and soul. My name is Charlie Cracker. I have been raised in a Christian family my whole life and grew up in this church. When I was five years old, I asked Jesus into my heart, but I didn't understand what he did for me on the cross. As a kid, I fought with my siblings all the time and never went to God for anything. I prayed before meals and before I went to bed, sang in church and claimed to be a Christian, but that is all there was to my relationship with God. Throughout my life, I have struggled a lot with fear and anxiety. In middle school, I, it got especially bad, and it kept me from so many things, including listening to Jesus. I wasn't fully trusting in God because I was too busy worrying about small things that seemed huge at the time. I felt trapped and lonely, but God began opening my eyes. He used my anxiety to draw me to him. A verse that he revealed to me and I still cling to is 1 Chronicles 28:20. 20. Be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. God drew my heart to rely on him and go to him in prayer when I was struggling. I stopped feeling trapped and began to feel free, but I still didn't fully grasp what he had in youth group that have helped me learn so much about what it means to walk with the Lord and continually point me towards him. As I entered high school and once my fears had diminished, I started to see God in my everyday life. He shows me how much he loves me and how much I can trust him because he is the only one that knows what is going to happen tomorrow. I began to actually grasp what Christ did for me as I understood the gospel more clearly. I was dead in my sins, but Jesus saved me and bore the wrath of God by dying on the cross in my place so that when I repented of my sins, I could live in his forgiveness, and now I have a new life in him. Since God has opened my eyes, I feel his presence with me, I have a relationship with him, and I talk to him about everything because I am his child. God really opened my eyes on the youth group summer trip in Philly where I saw the deepness of Christ's love so distinctly. I still struggle with sins such as fear, anger, selfishness, and others, but I now depend on God to help me change, and I know that I have eternal life through him, which gives me peace to face every moment. I want to be baptized today to declare to my friends, family, and church what God has done in my life.
Hey, thank you. Thank you for sharing just even a snippet of what the Lord has done in your life and for expressing and communicating in very similar ways what the Lord has done specifically through the gospel. And I think that's the one main theme through all these testimonies of what we heard. And it's been expressed in various ways that this is a work that the Lord has done. That he's the one that changes the hearts and the minds of, of his people and draws them to himself. And we, we just heard about that in various ways. You know, one of the other themes that I heard through many of these is the importance of, I think, family, but also the church and specifically the youth ministry that we have. Sorry, a little emotional, but uh, I'm grateful for the ministry that we have here. And it was something that I was raised in and appreciated, but to see my children being brought up in it and hearing them Anyways, this morning, uh, why are we baptizing? Why do we baptize people and take them to water and dunk them in and bring them back up? And it's, it's this weird thing. In fact, I think when we go to the dunes, you know, there's going to be a large crowd there. There's going to be a lot of people there watching this take place. And if you were on the outside, it would be very interesting to, to wonder, what do, what do they think about this? Why do we do this? And um, there's some reasons behind it. And I want to share a few of them with you this morning. Uh, so number one, why do we baptize? Well, one, it's commanded. Jesus commanded us to do this. And so in the book of Matthew, uh, at the end, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he goes to his apostles and he says, go now and baptize, make disciples, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this is this command to make disciples, and an aspect of being a disciple is actually being baptized, because in a sense what it's doing is it's identifying that person with Jesus in a particular way. So the question is, what, it, what does it look like to be a disciple? What does it mean to be a disciple? And, and what does baptism have to do with it? And I think baptism is an expression of several few, uh, spiritual truths. And I'm going to give three spiritual truths that it expresses. And we're going to look at some scripture. So basically, it's a sign of faith in Jesus Christ of having faith in Jesus Christ, believing, and, and we heard that in the testimonies here, that they're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sin. So it's this faith in Jesus Christ. It's a sign of the awakening of the soul, that we were once dead in our trespasses and sins, but God made us alive through Jesus Christ. And we sung about these truths already. And it's also a sign of the Holy Spirit residing in the believer. And I also heard this in the testimonies. Hey, this isn't me. This is the Holy Spirit working in me. And so let's look at Scripture. We're going to look at these really quick, some Scriptures that talk about this. 
but we're also expressed in these testimonies. And we're also going to, it's, it's uh, identified within baptism as well, okay? So we're going to kind of bring this all together. So number one, a sign of faith in Jesus Christ. And this comes from Acts chapter 16, verses 29 through 34. This is an event that takes place where Paul, uh, he's in a bit of trouble. Um, he was preaching. I think he was healing. He was casting out demons. He gets in trouble for it. They throw him in prison. And while he's in prison, uh, they start singing hymns. They start singing songs. And lo and behold, God comes down and he, he opens the doors. And uh, the, the officer, the soldier that was overseeing this, he, he may, probably wasn't paying much attention or whatever. He looks over. He sees the doors open. It's dark. He thinks the prisoners have left, that they fled. And he goes, this is on my head. Like, I'm in trouble uh, because of what I've, because I've missed this and because they escaped my life. is that They're going to kill me. They'll probably kill my family. And so he, he takes a sword. He's about ready to kill himself. And Paul yells out, hey, don't do anything rash. We're still here. We're all good. This is, this is what God has done, but we're still here. And this affected the soldier so much that he took Paul and his friend and, and brought them out and, um, and cared for them, and he brought them to, the home, to his home, and Paul started preaching the gospel to him and to his family. And so this is that account. So let me read this to you. This is Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 30. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, this is, this is what it means. This is what you have to do to be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. You and your household, and they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the household. And he took them this, the same hour of the night and washed their wounds and and he was baptized at once he was baptized at once he and all of his family then he brought them up into the house into his house and set food before them and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in god and so he comes he asks this question what do i need to do to be saved he said, they say, you must have faith, you must trust in the Lord Jesus for what he has done for you, for dying on the cross for your sin. He believes instantly they're baptized. And so baptism comes along with faith. It's an expression of faith. So it's not only speaking or proclaiming what the Lord has done, but it's also taking some form of action. And that's precisely what is taking place when we baptize, it's this proclamation. I believe that Jesus has paid my debt. It's a sign of faith in Jesus Christ. Number two, it's a sign of the awakened soul. And this comes from Romans chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. Paul says this, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. And so that's that picture, right? You're standing in the water, and you, you take that dip. You know, you, you, you fall back, and you, you're totally submerged into the water. That's this 
uh, this image of death, of dying. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For we have been united with him in death like his. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So it's this idea that our souls, our, our souls were dead in our trespasses and sin. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, and because we are now united with him, we are also not, we did not just merely die with him, we were raised with him. And that's the picture of baptism. It's dying to ourselves. It's this picture of death, but then being raised again. Resurrection. Number three, it's a sign of the Holy Spirit residing in the believer. It's a sign that the Holy Spirit resides in every believer of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 47. This is another wonderful event where this time it's Peter. He's up on the roof. It's lunchtime. He's praying. He's probably hungry. And he gets this vision where this, uh, the unclean food come down, and this takes place three times where it keeps coming down, and Peter, being a good Jew, says, Lord, what's going on here? Uh, I, don't want, I, want, I don't want this unclean food. I won't eat from this unclean food. And God keeps telling him to eat it. He's like, no. And then all of a sudden, what takes place is, uh, through a miraculous way, these people come to Peter and say, hey, listen, you need to go over to these Gentiles. You see, Peter was a good Jew. He didn't uh, touch unclean food or eat unclean food. He also didn't go to Gentiles' homes because that was unclean as well. But God was telling him something. He was giving him this image. Listen, what, what you think is unclean, I am now making clean. This is what you are called to do. And so he goes to this family, which were Gentiles, and they say, hey, listen, we are believers in God, and we heard about this Jesus, and we need to know more. And so Peter preaches to them the gospel, the good news. And after he preached the gospel to them, listen to what takes place. This is Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 47. While Peter was still saying these things, preaching the gospel... The Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Faith comes by hearing. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have what? Who have received the Holy Spirit. So there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. There's, there's no distinction between men and women or old or young or if you're from this country, from another country, or your background, your history. There is no distinction. The Holy Spirit can come to anyone. 
anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a great example of that taking place. And the people there, the, the, the Jews who thought that salvation only came through Jewish ways, they were amazed, they were astounded. Even the, Holy, even the Gentiles can receive the Holy Spirit. And so this is a wonderful work that takes place, that when you're saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. And what comes next? If they have received the Holy Spirit, they too can be baptized. They have received the Holy Spirit, so let's baptize them. And I think this is a wonderful thing. This is what we see here when, when these young people come up and they give their testimony. They are sharing the way in which God has worked through them and how the Spirit has worked through them in various ways. And they gave some examples, and they'll give more examples. Some of them who went on this trip, Philly trip, August 15th, right that evening, they're going to share ways that the Lord has worked through them and through the, Ho the Holy Spirit working through them. And so baptism is a sign or an expression of the Holy Spirit working in them, that they have received the Holy Spirit. So this morning, they have given their testimony. They have shared how God has worked in their lives. They have proclaimed faith in him. And now this evening, when they are baptized, when they are expressing this through action, that they have died with Christ and now are raised with them, we get to affirm them. You see, when, when they're out there and they get baptized, they come up. One of the traditions, what we do is we, we clap and we hoot and we holler and we cheer. Friends, that is, that is the amen. That is what has taken place, that what the Lord has done with this person, what he, how he has saved him. We are saying amen. You are Christ. You are his disciple. When we cheer and clap, that's what we're saying. And so again, I just want to invite all of you to that tonight because this is, it's, it's important for them, but it's important for us to be there as well. Because they were talking, it's, it's kind of funny, I kind of smiled when, when, they, when they speak of, hey, they've gone through challenges as well. They're young, so I kind of, how many challenges have they gone through? But they have. They have gone through challenges. But you know what? We know us older people, we know that there's more. There's more. This life comes with struggle and toil and suffering, pain. There's a long journey ahead. And there'll be times when they may be discouraged. There'll be times when they fall. There'll be times when they think that their sin is overwhelming. And there's a moment that God can use this moment where they remember, you know what, there was a time when I confessed and proclaimed Christ. There was a whole church body behind me saying amen. There's a whole church body that says you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so we get to take part in their spiritual walk to affirm 
that they are one of Christ's. So, guys, may you look back at this, at this time. And may it strengthen your faith when, when you need it. May the Spirit use this. Because you have proclaimed the, the Scripture's promise. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. You just did that. And now you're going to express that through baptism, and there's a whole church body behind you that's affirming it as well. Do not forget this moment. May it strengthen your faith. Let's pray. Amen. That's an amen, right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we... Uh, we come before you now and we thank you for the work that you do. The work that you've done in these young people and that you'll continue to do, but also within this church, within the church body, Lord, you are working in every single one of us and in our hearts. So, Lord, we are continuing on on this, on this journey together, knowing, Lord, that you have paid the debt that we could not have paid. Lord, that you have saved us from our sin, you've forgiven us from our sin, and so, Lord, we want to continue to follow you and be obedient, and, and Lord, this is just one aspect of that, and that's baptizing, being baptized, and following you for the rest of our days. And Lord, now we get to celebrate, because we know that this is the work that you have done, that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but you made us alive. And so, Lord, we're going we're gonna to sing some more. We're going to sing these truths with one voice. I pray, Lord, that it will be in, with, with great joy and gladness and that it will give you all the praise and glory that you deserve. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like more information about Sawyer Highlands Church and Converge Community Church and the service times for both campuses, please visit our website at www.sawyerhighlands.org. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.